Welcome back. Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show. Glad you're with us. Thanks so much. As always, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. And if you're looking to do some grilling, chilling, that kind of thing, you're good to go. They've got all, all of your uh, tailgating needs, that's for sure, or picnic needs. Or if you're going to get out and about, and obviously the fuel to provide it, to send you anywhere you need to go. And they are also, speaking of sending you somewhere, they're also uh, doing a lot of stuff with Road America for the upcoming NASCAR series race that's going to be coming here during the July 4th weekend. And they want you to get registered to win a vehicle. So go to Quick Trip. Go into Quick Trip. Use your Quick Rewards card. You're good to go. That's our friends over there at Quick Trip. Time now to uh, talk a lot more about this NFL draft. Uh, John Cooper from Our Lads Scouting Service. Go to OurLads.com. Joining us on the hotline. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. So give me, uh, I don't want to get into the whole grading thing, but just give me your thoughts on what the Green Bay Packers did overall in addressing many of their needs or just stockpiling more talent for their team. Well, I think that's a key thing. You know, you want to go to a draft and answer your needs with players that, you know, are have value at that spot. And I think the Packers did a good job of that at this point. You know, we, we like to say that drafts are like wine. You know, you don't know what you're going to get until they age a while. So that's hmm. uh so we don't we don't grade them real heavily. You know, after, after the OTAs, we put what we think. But uh, you know, right now we think the Packers did a. You know, we like what the Packers did. So the, let's start in the first round with the two defenders, both out of Georgia, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Both of these guys stout at what they do. The Packers needed some additional depth there. How how much stronger did the defense get just by the addition of those two guys? Well, you know, I think in this day and age, you know, your your uh, nickel defense becomes on, is going to be on the field 75% of the time for most teams. And I think the Packers drafted to upgrade that uh, sub-package, which really isn't a sub-package. Uh, you know, Quay Walker is going to be on the field for every down. I mean, he's a solid in coverage. He can match receivers, uh, you know, backs out of the backfield. He can run the seam. Uh, he's a good run and chase linebacker, good change of direction, can take on blocks. Uh, solid football player, you know, that uh, should, you know, be a nice uh, match with Campbell. And those two guys should, uh, you know, they'll be on the field every down. It could be a very nice tandem. You know, Devontae Wyatt, you know, he can be a five technique in their base defense. But more importantly, he can be an inside pass rusher in their in their nickel. And uh, I think he's upgraded that area, you know, tremendously. Green Bay, you know, he gives you some physical presence that can move quick. You know, he's quick at the snap. He can run. He can chase. He can rush the passer. So you've got a solid football player. So let's go because I, they also needed obviously a wide receiver and they needed offensive line help. Let's start with Christian Watson. Christian Watson, a lot of people already had their eye on here. Then they ended up getting him in the second round, moving up to get him, not giving up as much draft capital had they moved up and pick up one of the top six wide receivers in this draft. Christian Watson goes next. Give me your thoughts on him. Well, you know he's he's got upside player. He's got speed. He's really what they need. They you know we felt that the number one thing they needed in a receiver was somebody that can take the top off, uh, which is, uh, you know, not something they have right now necessarily. Uh, that is a, he's going to have to develop, you know, he played at a lower level. Uh, he's got speed. He can run right. He's a decent route runner. Uh, there's some things he has to develop as far as that goes. You know, it's not just about speed, but he's got good hands, uh, He's got some. Uh, he's, he's a solid football player. We had him, you know, like lower in the second round, uh, upper third. But what we found is teams were 
jumping, the receiver run was crazy, you know, in terms of how fast they were going off the board. We had some guys with third, fourth round grades that were going in the second round. So, um, uh, and that's where some teams really didn't get a receiver as a result. Uh, but the Packers, I think, got a couple of them that are decent that can help them. Now the uh, the offensive line needed some depth help. And when you talk about Tom, uh, uh, Zach Tom uh, playing right tackle, a lot of people wanted to compare him immediately to Elton Jenkins and how good Elton Jenkins can be. So you tell me, is Zach Tom a good pickup in that fourth round value-wise because they needed to solidify that right tackle position at least until Elton Jenkins returns? Yeah, you know, he can play center, he can play tackle, and he can play guard. I mean, he's, uh, you know, we, we kind of project him as a guard more than a tackle, but he's played left tackle, so he's he's obviously can do it. I think he's going to be a nice swing player uh, for the Packers, I think maybe like a sixth man on their line, and he can play that right tackle spot if Jenkins can't. Um, but, again, you know, he's got some – he's an experienced player, uh, he's played a lot of spots. He's a quality foot player, and we think he's good value. But you know, we're not sure he's going to be a bona fide starter at right tackle right away. Uh, but he could be. The uh, the other depth on the offensive line, they get Rasheed Walker in the seventh round, Ryan Shea, the uh, left guard, if you want to call him that, and kind of pigeonhole him there for right now. Right, uh, Shea, uh, Sean Ryan, I should say. Excuse me. Uh, he 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 comes in the third round. Give me your thoughts on the rest of those guys. Well, I like Ryan a lot as a guard. You know, I think he can step right in and play guard right away for you, uh, even though he was a tackle. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he's, there's a lear- little bit of a learning curve there, but uh, we projected him all along as a quality guard, even though he was a tackle. And I think that's where he's going to be, and I think that's what the Packers see in him. Um, you know, the other uh, lineman, Walker, is interesting because, we had him projected a lot higher and we don't have access to the injury, the medical reports. And we understand now that what dropped him to the seventh round is something with an injury history, uh, you know, a knee possibly, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but injury concerns did drop him. If he's how, you know, look, looking at his film, you know, he's going to help the Packers right away. The rest of the wide receiving core, we talked about Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. Uh, they also picked up, uh, was it Samori Touré or Touré? Um, yeah. Give me your thoughts on those two guys as well. And I would assume that there's going to be another deal made at some point to bring in, at least to attempt to bring in another veteran wide receiver. But those guys taking kind of the buckshot approach of just shooting the target as many times as possible and hoping something hits. Yeah, you know, Dubs is a guy we like. I mean, he went about where we thought he would go you know, in the draft, um, you know, he's a solid route runner, uh, decent speed, a little tight hipped, you know, his, his, uh, route running ability is involved in his ability to change speeds to create separation. You know, he's, uh, you know, not going to make those great lateral cuts to get open. Um, but he's, he is a solid player with decent hands, uh, you know, possibly fit in the slot. Um, he's a little tight hipped, but, uh, he's a very good returner as well. He can help the Packers return game. The uh, the rest of the NFC North, we were talking a little earlier about the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, the Lions, the Packers all traded with each other within the division during this draft. You don't see that very often. But, I I mean, going no. at least to the Lions trade, 
The Lions, I think, uh, patience, so I think, will prove out to be worth it. Putting him on that turf, Jamison Williams, once he recovers from that knee injury, that speed will be accelerated there. Also, the Vikings, I thought, got better in the secondary because of some of the deals that they made, and they desperately needed secondary help. It seemed like everything worked out for everybody, and that's usually kind of the best trades. Do you agree? Oh, no question. No question. I look at the drafts of the NFC North, and I think you know, every team in the NFC North answered needs and got some quality football players. I mean, uh, you know, I, you know, Detroit didn't have a lot of picks, but we really like what they did. You know, and down the line, they got a player that we like a lot is the linebacker, Malcolm Rodriguez. Uh, undersized, but he can play. And, uh, you know, the safety from Illinois, Kirby Joseph, very mm-hmm. good football player for one year. <laughs> so I think that's why he went down. If you look at his – if he would have played all three, you know, for his whole career like he did his senior year, he probably would have gone higher. Um, you know, obviously Williams and Hutchinson are two very quality players. You know, first excellent first round picks. Again, Williams with the injury, uh, that's that's going to be a question. You know, Minnesota getting the two defensive backs, and the Bears getting the two defensive backs. They got immediate starters right away. You know, with uh, Booth and Scene, and uh, you know, uh, down the line, a nice linebacker and Asamoah, another corner and Evans. It could be a slot corner potentially. Um, you know, again, they kind of tip in their hand and what they want to do, they're going to be a zone-heavy team, it looks like, because that's what those three defensive backs are good at. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what – but again, like you said, they did well. I still think the Packers are the team to beat in the NFC North, and, and I will until probably Rodgers is gone. Uh, at this point, I'd have to say, you know, Minnesota, they did some good things. They'll probably be that team vying for that second spot. What what do you think of Chicago? I mean, because I think Detroit got exponentially better. They needed they needed weapons and they needed secondary help, and they got that. Uh, give me your thoughts on uh, the Chicago Bears. Well, the, the Bears, you know, got two immediate starters in Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, uh, and we think uh, those are quality football players that that are going to help them immediately at positions of need. Uh, you know, the offensive line has been a problem. Uh, the defense. You know, I think they could have gotten uh, – they didn't really address the interior of their defensive line. They got a nice situational pass rusher in Roberts Robinson from uh, uh, Miami, Ohio. And they've got some upside offensive linemen who it's kind of hard to predict how they're going to do because they didn't get anybody until the fifth round with Braxton Jones from Southern Utah. Uh, so it's, they've still got a ways to go. But I think the two first round, uh, first, uh, two second round picks are going to make them better on defense, and I think they're going to be a better football team on defense, you know, because they're going to have healthy guys. They're not going to have Akeem Hicks always coming in and out, and and uh, the same thing with Mac. I mean, those guys haven't been on the field enough to really make that defense solid, and so they've loaded up on some picks. You know, they didn't, they're like the Packers; they didn't get a receiver. You know, uh, that was one of the top six. You know, and they got a guy that's, you know, we think is a little bit of a project in Delis Jones. Um, you know, he went uh, a lot higher than we expected. But he can run, and he's a good returner. He's going to help their return game. And, um, you know, he's got some possibilities as a solid slot receiver as far as run after the catch. So, uh, so they helped themselves, let's put it that way. But they're not, I don't think so- they're ready to compete for a title. 
Right, right. No, I would agree with that. I I just don't know how much better they got, and we're going to have to wait and see, obviously, with the coaching change and such there anyway. But uh, a lot of talk after day one about the teams that have really scored big and whether or not that held out through the remainder of the draft. You look at the Jets and what they did, the Giants, what they did, the uh, Detroit Lions and what they did. Who really, uh, you know, as we sit here today and start to give all these grades, if you will, who really, really kind of nailed this one? Who looked really good coming out of this draft? Well, you know, as far as answering needs are concerned, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of teams that did that. You know, the team that I thought really got good value was Baltimore. Uh, you know, getting um, Hamilton, you know, when they did, getting the center, Linderbaum. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously they gave up a player in Marquise Brown, and I'm not sure they didn't answer that need in the draft. So that, you know, bothers me a little bit. You know, they got probably the highest graded guy that dropped out of the draft and free agency in, in, uh, in the UDFA in uh, Polk. But, uh, you know, they got some very good receiving tight ends, which is a big emphasis of their offense. But, uh, you know, we, we think they did very well, you know, with their draft. Got a slot corner, um, got a corner that can help them. Uh, the safety, obviously, is going to give them, you know, a, real, a quality secondary. So, yeah, we, we like what they did. Give me your thoughts real quick. Pittsburgh needing a quarterback. They did not allow the Pittsburgh kid to get out of town. Uh, Kenny Pickett, they they grabbed him in that first round. And then they back it up with Pickens in the second round. And many, many thought Pickens might have been a really high-end draft choice had it not been for some of the character issues that he had. And, and so they feel that he kind of fell because of that. Now, whether or not he had that first-round talent, I don't know specifically. But to get Kenny Pickett and then back it up and get another wide receiver that everybody considers to be pretty good, seems like Pittsburgh got better as well. Yeah, they did. Yeah, Pittsburgh had a good draft. Uh, you know, the quarterback, he was the only quarterback we thought was NFL-ready. Um, and, and even then, it's questionable. But uh, the quarterbacks went the way we, which is surprising to us, because they went the way that, uh, you know, we had them graded. Uh, you know, we, we looked at the need and thought Willis might go in the first round. But uh, as far as the way we had him graded, he wasn't a first-round pick. And, uh, and Pickett was the guy we thought would go first, and really the only guy with a, you know, even a borderline first-round grade. So, uh, yeah, and he's a solid player. He's You know, he's from there right there in Pittsburgh. So, you know, they, they did well. John, always great to talk to you. No, I appreciate it. Thanks so much as always. And it's always great to talk to you and pick your brain just to kind of see what uh, you guys who do this for a living think of what the the Green Bay Packers and so many other teams did throughout the NFL. Certainly appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. Okay. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks, John. Talk to you. There you go. John Cooper. He is with Our Lads. Go to OurLads.com. O-U-R-L-A-D-S. OurLads.com. That is the draft Bible. The draft Bible that I use. Uh, and I'm sitting here right now for those watching on the uh, the Bud Light live stream. Uh, that's the draft Bible that I use right there. Our Lads Scouting Service. Fantastic. Uh, detailed depth and information. And uh, it's just it's it's such a good such a good guide. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away and take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at uh, Dwayne's Cover It All. Dwayne's Cover It All. They are up in Wausau. And our buddy Dwayne, we've already heard from him today. He loves the draft, by the way. So if you're looking to get any upholstery work done, uh, maybe a boat cover provider, or if you're looking for, say, a canvas awning for your business or such, something like that, you can call up there. You can not only get the work done, but maybe even talk a little Packers draft with them. 715-870-2119. That's 715 
2119. And if you're looking for a fantastic boat to go along with it, or maybe you buy a used one and you think, oh, I need a little bit of work, but if you're going to go get a great deal on a new or used boat, get a hold of our friend Todd over at Skipper Buds. Go to skipperbuds.com. You can check out their huge selection of yachts and pontoons and sport boats, deck boats, fishing boats. They have the best in water sports, and all you got to do is stop it. Now, I go to the one in Pewaukee. That's where you can get Todd, 262-544-1200, but he can do deals all over, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. And uh, I know that a lot of people aren't doing, you know, European vacations, and there's still COVID restrictions and all that kind of stuff. So let's enjoy it right here in our own backyard. we got so many lakes, so many areas to go boating. Check it out over at Skipper Buds, 262 544 1200. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad to have you, the Bill Michael Show. Continuing on, we're uh, we're here and uh, doing part because of our fine sponsors that take care of us, and uh, one of those being our friends at uh, Boondocks Barbecue and Brew. Had a good time with them on Sunday night or Saturday night as well. So thanks to uh, thanks to Tom and Stacy and everybody. And if you're going to be out in the Oconomowoc area on Highway K, great food. Great food, but just a great atmosphere. Really uh, a fun place to go. And if you're going to be some do some riding this year, they do the uh, the smoker that they take out on the road. They serve. They have the food truck. So if you're looking for an event to be catered, or if they're going to ex- they're going to expand that uh, big deck that they have around the place, one of those old country style buildings. Stop in. And you can do some riding out there. TVs are on the outside. Tables are out the on the outside. Great place to just stop and rest a little bit. And take a load off. Let's do this. Uh, let's get back to it. Connor Orr from uh, SI going to be joining us on the hotline and uh, talking a little NFL draft. Connor, how you doing? I'm I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing extremely well. So you you wrote a little bit about uh, you know kind of grading out the NFL draft. Let's let's first start with the Green Bay Packers and give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts and your perspective on how you think they did. I thought they did incredibly well. I mean, I love their first round. I think they solidified their defense and, you know, I think it hopefully raises awareness of, you know, just what an incorrect narrative. I think it's been that like, just because they don't draft a wide receiver, it doesn't mean they're not helping Aaron Rodgers. Like a really good defense helps a quarterback more than almost anything else that you can possibly put on the field. And, uh, so I, I think they did a really good job. I think they spent the capital really wisely. And uh, I think the receiver they did get is, uh, is pretty darn good. So you talk about Christian Watson. Let's start there. The uh, the obvious knock on him, we were just talking about this earlier, is that he has some drops. And drops, they always look at the, the physical attributes and say, well, this guy can get downfield. He can go up and get a ball. He's got great vertical leap and all that. But how are his hands? And if his hands don't catch a football, he doesn't do us any good. Are drops correctable? Drops are correctable to a certain extent. But what you want from him in an offense is to be able to create the illusion that he's going to make big plays downfield, right? I mean, what the Packers do is a lot of the stuff that they do is stage craft, right? They want you to believe certain things are going to happen so that they can do the easier thing, right? And so Mm -hmm. bringing him in, I think, allows them the opportunity to 
uh, kind of like uh, Valdez Scantling, right? You know, it's just like this guy's going to get downfield. He's going to cause mismatches. You're going to have to put another guy over there because what if I throw it? And I think he solves that problem. And yeah, I mean, I think drops are correctable, especially if, uh, you know, you get into practice with Aaron Rodgers, you work with them. You know, I, I think those things uh, come along with time. So now you go to the defensive side of the football. You mentioned that. Let's start there. The two first-round picks. Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you know, to be able to land, uh, you know, some of these Georgia guys, it's just that I've never seen a defense like this ever in college. I mean, it was just absolutely stunning. And I think, you know, beefing up the interior, so many of these NFL teams are going to outside zone. It's going to be such a run-heavy league, I think, for the next two or three years. And so I, I think this was smart. I mean, it's just, um, you know, it looks like um, it looks like they have an eye on the future, which I think is good. And, the, you know, not last year in particular, but I think the two years prior, to see them get gutted via the running game like they did deep in the playoffs, I think shows a little bit of self-scouting and self-evaluation on their end. Um, then I want to look at the defense a little bit deeper because they did pick up a couple other guys that can help them. They picked up, uh, is it Ignogbari? Kingsley Ignogbari? How do you pronounce that name? Mm-hmm. Do you know off top here? Enigbari, That's a different yeah. one. And so, Enigbari. Yeah, and okay. So he, Between him and Jonathan Ford, I think both of those guys, they kind of solidify the little bit of the outside, but also the inside with Ford being behind TJ Slayton to back up Kenny Clark. Yeah, and we we talked about Kingsley on our uh, on our podcast. He was a player that we really liked and, and just unique. I mean, and I think that's part of the key too, right? Is like you don't just want your stereotypical um, edge guy or whatever, whatever. I mean, you want stylistic compliments. You want guys who can rush in certain ways and and do things differently. But you know, he's just got such an interesting kind of move set to him. Uh, the way that he gets to the quarterback is is super efficient. And, you know, he can take on the run, too. I mean, it, it, this guy is not afraid to stick his nose into uh, into the backfield and go out and get guys. And, I mean, this was not just against anybody. I mean, you know, you watch him play against, you know, the uh, the Georges of the world, and, and he had some pretty darn good games there, too. The uh, the depth of the offensive line, because that was an issue coming in, Elton Jenkins, we all know, is a mauler. He's solid, but he's not going to be available for a while. Give me your thoughts on the offensive line picks. Yeah, you know, I think that, you know, what's good about Green Bay, I mean, I've said this before, um, but it's like when Pittsburgh kind of drafts a wide receiver, right? It's just like they, they have who they – they have their measurables, right? You know, they have their guys, um, and they have what they're supposed to look like. They alter it a little bit um, for, um, you know, for different things schematically. But I will say this. It's funny. They drafted Zach Tom, and – what we had said about him uh, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago was he's going to be that consummate sort of, we thought Mike McDaniel maybe in the Dolphins, right? Cause he needs that outside zone tackle, but Tom just mm-hmm. moves so well. I mean, you know, he's just so agile and so athletic. And so I think that was especially, um, you know, a pick that I really liked for the Packers. Packers did not get a tight end. Many thought they would. They've got Robert Tanyan, uh, Mercedes Lewis, Dominic Daphne, Josiah DeGuara, all guys that can do that. Was there a necessity by the Packers to get a tight end? I don't think so, and I think it depends on, you know, so here's what I think is really interesting, right? Nathaniel Hackett leaves and goes to Denver and drafts one of the highest uh, tight ends in the draft. Um, but then the Packers sit out despite the fact that they need one, right? And so I thought it was really interesting, like, whose evaluation on this tight end class is right? Going in, 
I think a lot of people thought that this was not a good tight end class. You're not going to get any high end starting help. And I think that the Packers just saw that they had needs elsewhere. And especially when you have Mercedes Lewis, I think he does so much for your offense that people don't talk about. I, I think, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, and then you look at uh, the rest of this, you know, when you talk about some of the backups to the backups, I thought that depth wise, they got exactly what they needed. Uh, Dobes, uh, Romeo Dobes, uh, the uh, wide receiver, uh, Samari Torre, uh, the other wide receiver, getting those guys in. It's kind of like I had said this earlier. It's kind of like the buckshot approach. You just throw as many things at the target as you can, and eventually something's going to stick. I get that sense, but I also feel that there is going to be another veteran wide receiver coming into the mix before it's all said and done because of all the movement that's gone on. Do you think the same? Yeah, I mean, I've been saying that since day one. You know, all these uh, all these Packer fans have kind of been so fatalistic about this, but I would ask anybody, right, what do you think Aaron Rodgers would rather at this point in his career? Do you think he'd rather a first-round pick that he's going to have to break in and teach him and make him do all the things that he wants to do? Or do you think that he wants veteran talent? You know, that's all these guys. You know, every year we say, oh, these quarterbacks must be so mad that they didn't draft them receiving help. Unless you get Justin Jefferson or, you know, 2014 Odell Beckham, like you're not helping anybody out. You're saddling them with a project that they have to work on, you know? And I think that a lot of these quarterbacks prefer veteran talent, guys who are going to be where they're supposed to be and guys that they know are going to catch the balls they're supposed to catch. So the discussion this morning has been whether or not the Green Bay Packers, one, got better, and two, in the, in, in the urgency of the now, are they a Super Bowl contending team? And I would say as it sits right now, I think they're a contender, but they're going to have to have a lot fall their way the way the team sits right now. I still feel that even with Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb being a veteran and Alan Lazard, they need another guy. They need another veteran. And then you take a guy like Christian Watson, put him in the mix, and then all of a sudden you get exponentially better. That's why I seem to think that there's going to be at least one more weapon coming into this Packers lineup before it's all said and done. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that makes sense. You know, I mean, I, I think that you're looking at a situation where some of these teams might have just been waiting out the process. And now that everybody's resetting their boards and they're looking at what they have, it, you know, some of these teams are like, okay, do I have a receiver I can trade? You know, and I'm not saying, you know, th- this is not, uh, you know, hopefully this doesn't get taken out of context. But like if you're the commanders, for example, it's like, okay, we got a receiver. We have back-end insurance against if we can't get a deal done with Terry McLaurin, then we might as well get rid of him. You know? And so I think right. there might be that thought process happening, not necessarily with the commanders. So that's just an example of what might be going on around the NFL. Good stuff, man. I appreciate it. And as uh, they start to put this whole thing together, we're going to touch base back with you here, I'm sure, real soon, okay? Sounds great. Thank you. Thanks, Connor. Talk to you soon. There you go. Connor Orr, Sports Illustrated, MMQB, at Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R. Or excuse me, C-O-N-O-R, or O-R-R. Cut his stuff there. Good stuff from Connor Orr. Thanks to him for being a part of the program as well. So when you go to Pro Football Focus, uh, they talk about guys that uh, when, when you look at some of the uh, way too early to land with uh, you know the, the next year's draft, they start to get into that. But it, there still seems to be, when I start to read this, uh, the sense of urgency because, well, it's still very uncertain as to what Aaron Rodgers will do next year. But. But when you talk about the NFL draft, you would assume, at least I assume, that the Green Bay Packers are going to uh, – that the Green Bay Packers are going to still have Aaron Rodgers around next year. I don't think it's – as much as I want to say it's going to be a year-to-year thing, I really don't. I think it's the next two years. That's your window. That's what you're going to have. So I think that you're going to have Aaron Rodgers. So next year they're already saying the same thing. It's already 
tight end, wide receiver, more weapons. The sec- If you win a championship this year, then you're making another run at it next year. And if you don't win it, then you're doing the extra thing to go out and get Aaron Rodgers exactly what he needs. But uh, that's already the prediction coming out of the- way too early to start predicting the 2023 draft. But already coming out of Pro Football Focus. Uh, let's do this. So we're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. Don't forget, coming up in the next hour, we're going to have our buddy Mike Clements. He is going to join us as we continue on. The Bill Michael Show rocks on right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.